you know, a lot of people have been messaging me like, wow, you know, this is an eye opener. You know, we were kind of thinking it was a conspiracy and uh, I'm like, no, this is, this is the real deal. So that's Travis Duffy of Canastota, New York, talking about his month long experience dealing with COVID-19. I'm Chris Torres, host of the American Agriculturist Young Farmer Podcast. At 39 years old and with no underlying health conditions, Travis doesn't necessarily fall into the category of an at-risk COVID-19 patient. According to the Centers for Disease Control Prevention, older, older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from the virus. Travis, though, was unlucky. After being diagnosed with COVID-19 in early April, things took a turn for the worse, and like many severely ill, severely Ill COVID patients, he went on a ventilator. Doctors only gave him a 10% chance of getting off the ventilator. But he beat the odds, and after nearly a month in the hospital, he finally went home on May 7th. Travis's story has a happy ending, but this is a wake-up call that this virus is serious and can make you very sick if you don't take the proper precautions. I hope you listen to the entire conversation, and remember, as our economy slowly reopens, keep your guard up and stay safe. This is a very serious illness. So here's my conversation with Travis Duffy. All right, Travis Duffy, welcome to the Young Farmer Podcast. Yep. How you doing? Hey, doing pretty good down here in, in PA. And um, Travis, can you give me a little bit about your background and where you're from? Uh, from central New York. Um, I'm just east of Syracuse. Uh, in a Canastota area, and I run a large farm out here. Actually, I uh, manage a farm for uh, Curtin Dairy. Uh, I run, take care of all their heifers, and we got a custom operation that we run too. So we do a lot of custom work for other farms in the area, and that's uh, basically what we do out here. And how long you been doing that? Uh, I mean, I've been farming. All my life. Um, I mean, I've been at this farm where I'm at now since uh, about around the year 2000. Okay. And you actually grew up on a farm? Yep. I grew up uh, pretty much on a farm. Kind of, they were pretty close. We called them family, but yeah, but they ended up, things went south there. Farming went kind of bad there. So they ended up selling out. And then I, after I graduated in 2000, I came and came here, and this is where I've been since. So, is it a dairy farm that you grew up on? Yeah. Okay, great. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Casanova. So, Travis, you know, um, I I found your story through reading local articles, and um, you know, Syracuse papers actually did did your story as well, and. Uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, I saw that um, you were finally um, discharged from the hospital, and that just really that made me feel great. And uh, and knowing because I had seen that that you that you're uh, I'd seen that you were about to be a father again, and uh, and that just made me feel wonderful that you were actually discharged from the hospital. But can you just take me back a little bit and, and take me back to to when this first started? When when did you? I, I guess how, how did this how did this whole thing occur? When did you get sick? Um, the beginning of, uh, April, I'm not really sure. I, I'm, we're still trying to figure out where I got it from. Um, we've been taking some pretty serious protocols here at the farm. Everybody's been wearing masks and we've been washing everything, just trying to keep our 
everybody clean here. And I just, I don't know. I, I hadn't even left the farm and, um, I don't know, towards the first week of April, like April 5th or 6th or something, I just started feeling really crappy at night and had a hard time breathing and having a fever. And so I ended up going to urgent care, got tested for the flu that was negative And so they set up the other, uh, like, oh, you probably better get a COVID test. And I went and got a COVID test and think I got a day and a little day and a half, almost two days later, I got the test. It was positive. And, um, of course I'm, I'm pretty far from the town and everything. So I'm trying to figure out, well, where the hell did I get this? And, but anyway, long story short, um, I, I fed cows that morning. I went to the shop and told all the guys, like, I don't feel good. I'm going to go in the house and lay down and just kind of rest. And so I, I made it through that day. And then the next morning, same thing, went out, fed cows. And I just told the guys, like, man, I just don't feel good. And went in. Well, that night, I uh, I just couldn't. I was just having a really hard time breathing and just my fever went up to 104 and there's a local nurse that's down the road. She actually works at upstate and she used to be a local farmer. And, um, actually when her husband passed away, we bought their place. And, um, so I called her up. It's like 10 o'clock at night and kind of told her what's going on. And I said, well, I I did test positive. And so she actually was like, well, get, I mean, she's kind of strict, so she's like, get your shit on, you're going to upstate, and I'm like, well, I don't know, I was kind of, I usually don't, you know, normally on a normal occasion, I wouldn't go, I was like, ah, maybe I had to just wait, and she's like, no, you're going, so I got my stuff on, and had, the ambulance came and picked me up and went to upstate, which is, eh, it's about, probably a good 35, 40 minutes away, but. Is that in Syracuse? Upstate. Is that in Syracuse? Yes, yes. Okay. yep, yep. Okay. Upstate Meadows, yep, Syracuse. Um, and they're, they've been, um, you know, they have their own COVID floor. And so, yeah, she said, you know, we're, they got a really good place to go. So we ended up, I ended up going there. And I don't know, getting wheeled in there on that floor was pretty scary, though. I was like, oh, man, this is pretty serious. What so, were the symptoms besides, besides having trouble breathing? I mean, what other symptoms did you have? I mean, that, that was pretty much it. I mean, just, you know, I'd, I'd be laying there and then, you know, and all of a sudden you'd be sweating and then you'd be freezing. And, but breathing was the main thing. Like I was laying down and I just, I just, just couldn't catch my breath. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, if I had, a, you know, I know upstate now has some pretty rapid testing. I think you can go in get a test and they'll let you know, like within an hour or two where when I went and got tested, you know, you know, just about a couple of days. Um, so it was kind of, if I would have had a couple of days ahead of time notice, I probably wouldn't have been as bad as I was, but I was, by the time I got in there, my blood, I guess went septic and I was in pretty bad shape. They, they only gave me a 10% chance of making it off the ventilator. And I, the doctor there, uh, when they came in and, you know, after they took my blood and realized, you know, I had to go on the ventilator and I, I had a picture of my daughter on my phone and I told them, I go, well, you're going to get every little bit I got for fighting. Cause 
she needs her dad and that's pretty much the last thing i remember <laughs> sure so. how, how, how old is your daughter uh she's eight and that was that through a previous marriage then uh previous girlfriend yeah and i mean yep we shared custody of her i mean really 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 great friends now everything's good i mean but yep no she she's pretty local she's only like you know not even 10 minutes away and but yeah so like actually my daughter's here now actually she's out just downstairs and but Uh, yeah so what's um, what's your daughter's name aubrey aubrey yep and um no so everything i mean upstate i mean those guys are just every single person there right down to the people cleaning the rooms i mean they're just i can't thank them enough the nicest people and they're just they're the best i i mean i just really believe that if you got something especially this covid related i mean they're so far ahead of everybody i just that's where i would go i I would send everybody there because they're just those guys are awesome Travis, let me ask you something. So, so by the time when you got diagnosed and when you actually went to the hospital, from the time when you got diagnosed to when you went to the hospital, how how many days was that? Oh, it was only. I mean, when I got diagnosed, I think I ended up going in on the ninth, and I think I had my test on the seventh. So, I mean, it was just a couple days, and I mean, it it, it hit me. I mean, it was just like that hard. It was just that hard, that fast, and um, and I and I don't know what strain I had. Um, we we actually had two other cases on the farm that they had to go get. You know, they went and got quarantined, and um, they were like mild. They just had a slight fever and a cough, but they never got like what I got. So, if you don't mind sharing, I mean, have, have you ever been diagnosed with a with a, with a, with anything before? I mean, or you know, have you, have you I mean, do you do you have like any underlying illness or anything? Absolutely nothing. Wow, wow. No, and I've been, you know, and actually, at, at first, I was kind of like, well, I've been farming all my life. Even if I did get it, I got to be about immune to it. You know, I was all the crap with the farming. You know, I was just, I really wasn't even worried about it, and. Um, I don't know, maybe that, I mean, that definitely was the wrong attitude because it, it definitely, uh, definitely something that everybody should be aware of. And I mean, I had, I had a lot of people behind me and a lot of people praying and I'm telling you, I, I thank every one of them. I love every one of them and I needed every one of them. (laughs) So. Sure. Sure. Um, so when you when you went into the hospital and they put you they decided to put, go ahead and put you on the ventilator how how long was that or how much how much time between when you went into the hospital till they put you on a ventilator um i believe it was well cuz i went in it was pretty late i mean by the time the ambulance got here and you know you sit in the ambulance for a few minutes and by the time you get all buckled in i mean i don't think i even got to the hospital it's probably not too much before midnight, you know, so I don't know the exact time, but I think, um, I think I got put on the ventilator pretty, pretty quick. I mean, I would, I I know it was within 
you know, the 12 hours or something that I was there. I, Cause I was on, I ended up being on the ventilator. Usually the protocol they told me you being on the ventilator for 14 days is usually the max, but, um, they had, I, I stayed on the ventilator, I think for 21 days, I believe. Wow. Um, right around that 14 day mark. Um, I started like my numbers started really changing. So in, in terms of, in terms of, in terms of like how, improving, like in my number, I don't know. I don't know how the numbers they read on the machine work, but they just said my, and basically I was just reading like what my sister wrote, you know, cause she was keeping everybody updated. Okay. okay. And, um, there's a, there's an actual page on Facebook that my sister's made and it's called Trav Strong. Was this Beaner? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, her name's Jessica, but we call her Beaner. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's a page that they made on Facebook called Trav Strong. And so she, every day she would talk to the doctors and she'd keep everybody updated just so people weren't like blowing up my phone. And so she kept everybody updated and, um, so, I mean, just a lot of stuff that I read that, but anyway, like around that 14 day mark, I guess my numbers really started to change for the better. And then, um, I, uh, <clears throat> so I guess they left it in and I, I set myself back a little bit because, um, one day they, they, they strap you to the bed. So it's kind of tough because they don't want you to pull the ventilator out. So one day I, I don't know, I coughed real hard and there's like a mouthpiece that they put in and a piece of the mouthpiece broke off and it went up in and it got caught in my throat. Right. I'm like hitting the nurse button and I, uh, the nurses all come in and I'm telling them like, I'm pointing to my throat. Well, they un, they un, uh, did my ties there to the bed and well, I couldn't breathe. I ended up like gagging and I ended up pulling the ventilator out. Wow. And that, that set me back like an extra three or four days where I probably would have been off it a little sooner, but that thing got caught and I couldn't breathe. So I was like panicking and, um, so I pulled it out and then they had, then they had to get the ventilator back in, which normally they say once you pull a ventilator out, it's really tough to get back in because all the swelling in your throat. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they'll do like a trach. But they ended up tracheotomy. Tracheotomy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they ended up getting it back in. Thank God. So, but no, none of that stuff is any fun. And then, uh, of course, when I got off the ventilator, you know, that was pretty nervous too because they're telling you, you know, you got to breathe, and if you don't breathe, then they do that tracheotomy too. So, sure. luckily, luckily, I was breathing, and of course, I'm telling the doctor like, I can't wait to put my shoes on and walk around and he's like you're not walking anywhere i'm like i'm like what do you mean oh you're gonna have to learn to walk and i'm like oh so yeah i'm, I'm still physical therapy um it's still still battling a little bit of that i mean i'm walking pretty good now getting around my upper body's really where i'm struggling it's i lost every bit of muscle that i had in my upper body and there's that's really, really fighting me, especially when I sleep. It's been, it's been hell to figure out which way to lay and put your arms. And but I'm getting there. I'm gaining, and I'm glad to be home. So, and I'm still here. So, 
So were you un- so you weren't unconscious? You you knew exactly what was going on when you had the the ventilator in you, or were you unconscious Only, for most of that time? Um, for the first two weeks, I was unconscious. They were, I guess, they were flipping me over on my. I guess they'd flip me over for like eighteen hours on my stomach, and then they kept flipping me on my back. I don't know something on the fifteenth, which was my mom's birthday, um, is when I got the. Uh, I got plasma. I don't really know how that works. I guess I got plasma injections or something. Oh, the the convalescent plasma. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's when I ended up getting the plasma. My numbers were <clears throat> starting to come up. I got I got two doses of that, or I don't know, however they go by it, or bags, or I don't know, whatever they. And then I was supposed to get a third, and the third batch that they got. I guess they tested and they didn't like the results. So they had to, so everything was looking good. And as they were waiting for the third batch of plasma, my numbers started to fall again. And then after they got the plasma, the good batch of plasma back, um, they gave that to me. And then I guess I really like turned the corner and, but yeah, it was a, it was scary for sure. And a long road. I mean, it's, been a battle and i don't know i just um there is definitely hope i mean there's it's definitely stuff i mean there's you know a lot of people have been messaging me like wow you know this is an eye opener you know we were kind of thinking it was a conspiracy and i'm like no this is this is the real deal so yeah that's amazing and 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 at the same time that you were in the hospital um your girlfriend kylie is, is that your girlfriend yes your girlfriend Kylie was nine months pregnant with your, with your son, and she's yep, Connor. Connor, and, and when when did when did she give birth to Connor? On the fourth, or wow. yeah, on the fourth of, um, May. Wow, and were you able to see Connor? Or? No, I well, she was messaging me, but it was really hard because I was still, I was still like tied to the bed, so me seeing my phone and I'm all on medicine, you know, I was kind of holding it two feet from me and, um, she had messaged me saying, Hey, I'm on my way to the hospital and this and that. But I, um, all the nurses though, after, cause she was over to Krause. So she was, you know, right. The hospital Krause is right next door. But after she actually gave birth, the nurses all brought up a big um, sign and said, congratulations on the baby boy, Connor. And, you know, they put a big sign on my window. So I kind of knew what was going on. <laughs> and, so. and, wow. That, that, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. You knew, did you know you were having a boy? Was it a surprise or? Yeah, no, we knew, okay. we knew we were having a boy. Yep. We found out um, a while back. And of course I'm pretty much on the way to the hospital. We were, we we kind of planned on naming him Connor, but we weren't like a thousand percent sure. We were kind of going back and forth for like a couple different names, and then you know on the way to the hospital, I was like, all right, Connor it is. <laughs> <laughs> so just because I I I mean I really didn't know what was gonna happen. I was you know I didn't realize how sick I really was, and but yeah, I mean any any I don't know the. 
the biggest thing about this, I see they're doing it now, is, I mean, even if you just start to feel sick, just go get tested. I mean, don't wait around because you just don't know. I mean, if I'd have known, I felt, I felt crappy for, you know, a couple of days beforehand. If I had just went and got tested earlier, probably what I probably would have, wouldn't have had to deal with so much, but it's, it was, it was tough to get a test or like, well, you don't have all the symptoms, you know, your fever, you know, your fever is borderline at first. And then when you're, fever you know gets 102 they're like yeah we'll set up a test for you you know it's like well if i would have been tested you know three or four days before this and it would have been might have been a little easier for me but i was also you know it was tough to get a test you know they they don't want you to i guess now you can pretty much anybody can go get a test now um i just heard that that pretty much you can schedule test anybody even if you don't have the symptoms so that that's really good when were you discharged um oh geez i know it was a thursday it would be it'll be two weeks from this thursday okay so this thursday is the 20 is the 21st okay so that would have been back two weeks 14 so like around the 11th i guess yeah somewhere around there i'm not 100 I know it was a Thursday though, because I was, I was. Uh, they actually wanted me to stay another week for physical therapy, but I was like, I'll just, I can do all this stuff at home. And the seventh, the seventh, you were discharging the seventh. Seventh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I was like, I can do all this stuff at home, and I mean, I had a uh, my brother there, my brother Josh. The first uh, almost week I was home, he had to help me get up and down the stairs and all that. But now I can get up and down the stairs. And so I'm, I'm gaining every day, but like I said, it's, of course I'm used to being out there with the guys and it's really bothering me that I'm not. So what was it like being discharged? I mean, who, who, who was there waiting for you at the hospital? Oh my God. I had, there was by the time, I mean, family, friends and, Actually, I, I got sent over to community hospital, which is about 10 minutes from upstate to do my therapy. Um, and which was, which was really, really cool. Cause I got discharged and they wanted to wheel me out. You know, they did wheel me with the wheelchair, like to the entrance and they wanted to wheel me to a truck and put me in a truck. And I'm like, no, I'm going to walk. And they're like, well, you know, we, we really, really don't want you to walk and i'm like i'm walking out of here there's just too many people out there and i just i want to show them you know like i'm i'm ready to come home and so i ended up i walked out and um i mean just everybody all my friends and family and what was really cool is all the nurses that worked with me from upstate um drove over to community to see me walk out so that was that was really special. That was awesome. Was Kylie there with your son? No, Kylie was not there. She was home. Um, and then, of course, when I got home, I mean, home was there was, I mean, there was a hundred people here waiting for me to get home. And <clears throat> so yeah, she I, was. I there. saw I saw on Facebook there was like a parade of cars waiting for you. 
Yeah, when I first got home, there was a ton of people. And then, um, of course, on Saturday, that would have been the 11th, um, I'm sitting at the house and oh, my brother shows up. And then next thing you know, my dad shows up and well, a couple people show up. It's around lunchtime. And I kind of thought, I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe everyone's coming over for lunch. And then they're all like, hey, come here. We got to show you something. And then we go outside and, yeah, everybody had a big parade the fire trucks were going by and yeah it was it was pretty cool i mean definitely the support i had and it was pretty amazing when did you first get to when did you get to see aubrey again um actually on our way home um my dad i ended up riding home with my dad and on my way home i ended up picking her up on, on our way by so she uh she didn't even know I was picking her up. She was, oh my god, that was, that was. I mean, it was so much excitement. Just she was really really excited. She like came running out, and, <clears throat> but she had a big sign. It was pretty cool. I mean, if like I said, if you go on the Travis Strong page and actually follow everything, um, that's pretty cool. She had a big sign out on her front, um front porch of the house that she made and it said uh i don't know something about like i don't know she said my dad's so strong he beat covid19 and like she made it made a video and, and it was pretty special what was it like seeing your son for the first time it was it was nice i mean it was you know everybody of course is at the house so he's all bundled up really didn't see him till i got in the house um you know, there was just so many people at the house and, you know, everybody's so emotional and, <clears throat> but it was definitely, like I said, definitely a lot of, a lot of people behind me and I got a lot of good friends. That's for sure. That's wonderful, Travis. So <clears throat> since, so since then you've been doing physical therapy, trying to get back on your feet. Have you, have you gone back to work on the farm? Um, I have not got back to, I mean, I've done a couple little things just, you know, trying to get, um, you know, being basically down a month and a half, you know, with a large farm that we got here, you know, we have, um, there's roughly 1800 head here and you know, the book work you get stuck with. I've, you know, I do all the book work, so, sure. um, you can imagine the amount of paperwork and mail and all the stuff I've been trying to deal with and go through and get caught up. And, um, I mean, everybody, everybody that I deal with all the dealers, I mean, they were all awesome. They, they all knew what was going on. So, um, nothing, nothing went out of control. I just, you know, just trying to get everything back in line and which I'm still, I'm still going through the paperwork. I've been trying to do. It's just, it's been tiring, you know, you go through, spend an hour doing this and doing some bills, writing checks, and you kind of get exhausted pretty easy because you're just not, you've been laying down for over a month, you know, so. Sure. Um, but no, I'm I'm getting there and um, strength-wise, yep, physical therapies here, basically Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, occupational therapy was coming Tuesday and Thursday. And then 
I have a nurse that comes in two days a week just to check your vitals and make sure everything's okay. Um, next week, the nurse is going to be coming once a week. Occupational therapy is done. Basically, physical therapy is just going to be here nonstop until I'm um, ready to go. But I plan on I plan on trying to do some work this Thursday. Um, just maybe even plant corn for a couple hours or something. They told me just work at it real slow. They don't want me going long hours, but just maybe, you know, hop in a tractor for an hour or two and call it good enough. And maybe the next day, same thing, kind of work your way up. They just don't want me overdoing it because, you know, then I'll be right back to where I was. So You're probably itching to get back into the field, aren't you? Oh, my God, it's been driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been, you know, you see all the equipment rolling by and I'm actually, I'm usually the only one that plants corn. My brother, Josh, uh, kind of just learned this year because I was in the hospital and a bunch of guys came down and were kind of showing them how to run things. And it's kind of, I mean, which is a good thing. Now I got someone else to help, you know, plant and, but, um, yeah, so he's doing a great job we're we're rolling and hopefully this next uh batch of weather here looks like we got about a week of good weather we can get the rest of the corn in and then we'll be on to hay so sure what's i mean what, what at the end of the day you've gone through this experience and uh you were you were probably as close to death as as anybody um you know with, with this with this virus i mean what would you like to tell people, um, you know, who haven't gotten it, um, you know, based on, on what you've, based on what you've experienced with it? I mean, what would you, what would you tell people about, about, um, about this and, uh, you know, the, the risks? Um, I mean, just, just, I mean, the precautions, I mean, I would, I'm still kind of nervous to go out there. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to even, even when I'm in the, I mean, we got all, you know, brand new, pretty much equipment here and, even when I'm in the tractors, I mean, I got all my guys here are wearing masks. I mean, they all know what I went through and they're wearing masks. And I got, I mean, we got boxes and boxes of gloves and pretty much, and I know gloves, they say, you know, after you touch stuff, they can, they're not doing any good either, but we're, we're, they're constantly switching gloves in and out. I mean, throwing them out. We got, I mean, we just, um, cleaning supplies. I mean, we're just, we're just going the extra mile to make sure, you know, this doesn't continue spreading. I mean, it, it's, it's spreading, but I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's definitely out there. It's definitely scary. And it's, you know, just be careful. And I know what I went through and I mean, it was, I mean, there's, there's some hope don't give up, but I mean, it's, it's definitely there. And I, I went through hell, man. It's, I'm thinking it's no fun at all. So, yeah. How old are you, Travis? I'm 39. Well, Travis, um, I, I wish you nothing but the best, and I am so happy to hear that you're doing well. And well, unfortunately, you have. Uh, well, I, I don't need to tell you this, but but you have um, you have a handful there with with a little baby. I have three of my own, so I know <laughs> I know what it's like. So. Um, you have a handful there with your with your young son. I mean, have have you had a lot of time to to play with them and and spend time with them? Uh, I mean, 
very little really i i'm still um my upper body's so weak like i i honestly i mean it sounds crazy but i am having really hard trouble even like you know i was trying to get him she was taking a shower the other day and he was crying and i couldn't even get him out of his swing just i was having trouble and i was like i can't even pick him up like i felt felt terrible so I ended up yelling up to her. I'm like, hey, you got to hurry up because, you know, he's screaming. And But at my upper body just, I mean, I lost everything in my upper body. It's, wow. that's been, that's been the worst. I mean, not worst. The ventilator stuff's been by far, you know, being on that stuff by far the worst. But the worst thing with like pain-wise being home and trying to do all your workouts and losing all your muscles just, that's been pretty tough trying to get all that back and, you know, not even be able to lift your seven pound son out of your swing was pretty, uh, pretty difficult. You know, you're like, geez, I'm pretty damn weak, (laughs) but it's coming, you know, it'll, it'll get there. And the, I mean, the doctors and therapists, they were already all, all impressed, like with, you know, how far I've gotten already. And, you know, they said it'll come faster than, faster than I think, but obviously, you know, it's not fast enough for me, but I'll get there and we'll get through it. And I'm, uh, this Friday, last Friday, I've been going to the research center donating blood. So they're trying to figure out, uh, you know, cause I was one of their sickest patients that made it off the ventilator. So, you know, using my blood as research to try to get vaccines and figure out why the plasma acted the way it did and the antibodies. And so I got to go this Friday, donate more blood. And I got to do that for pretty much not every week, but it starts getting a little bit longer. Like then I go next month and then I think in three months and six months and three more months, uh, pretty much for a year. And then after that, um, I can probably donate plasma, but they won't let me do it for a year because I'm in a research study. So, but yeah, I didn't realize going in, um, you know, I kind of thought you go on the ventilator and you just instantly get better, but the numbers even going on a ventilator are pretty bad. So <laughs> if you got symptoms and you know, you get positive, get the hell in there and get it figured out before you get as bad as I was. Sure. Well, the bottom line is, is that you're home and you're, and you're getting better and I wish you nothing but the best, Travis. Good luck. And, uh, and thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate everything. And, um, yeah, if you guys need anything else, I mean, I'm here and if anybody needs anything, I, need to talk to me just feel free so okay thank you travis and a happy ending to what could have been a tragic story good luck to travis and his family and good luck to anyone out there battling this terrible virus covid19 we wish you nothing but the best i'm chris torres host of the american agriculture's young farmer podcast thank you for listening